Welcome back to the Metro Podcast. This is your host, Luke Matrenko, here with my partner, Will Wilkinson. What's going on, buddy? What it do? What it do, man? We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Some not so much fun to talk about, and some could be a good time talking about. So stick with us. Uh, first thing we wanted to talk about today is the Washington Capitals, man. Do we have to? Yeah, sadly, we have to. <laughs> um, you know, they just lost four to one. In my mind, I feel like they kind of got swept. Um, but yeah, they lost four to one to the Boston Bruins in the first round of the playoffs. Will, uh, what did you think about their performance, man? Yeah, I mean, might as well have gotten swept. The, the consolation win was all for nod at the end, but uh, it and it was crazy to me because like we had played well against the Bruins for the entirety of the regular season, win or lose. we I think we won more games than we lost to them, though. And to walk into the first round of the playoffs, and the Caps were riding high and walk into the first round, and then they just get absolutely annihilated five games. I feel like this is a typical DC sports kind of thing, man. Oh, my God. And, man, I was just disappointed because I they just didn't look like themselves, man. They weren't skating fast. They, they just completely got outplayed, dude. Boston deserved everything that they got, man. I mean, I give credit to Sam Sonoff, our goalie, that he, ste- he stepped in for uh, – we started out with uh, – uh, I think you say his name, Vitek, or is his last name, was the guy that he pulled his groin and yeah. one. And then the old dude, uh, Anderson, came in. He's like 42 years old. Good experience, but, I mean, you know, he's getting older and stuff. So they, And then they brought in Sam Sonoff, who came in, had a great series, I thought. But, man, I don't know what they're going to do about the goalie situation. They need to figure that out um, in the offseason. Uh, they got a lot of stuff to actually talk about with the Capitals with that. Uh, Ovechkin's contract's up, so that he, they got to figure out something with that. Um, he's going to get that money. Yeah, I think he will. Um, I mean, think about it though. What do you, what would you think about the Caps trading him to get first round picks and moving on? You, uh, think, that's, you think that's something that they should maybe consider? Or obviously, o- Ovechkin has made the Capitals to what they are today um, to let him ride out and play the rest of his career in Washington. But I mean, yeah, what do you what do you think about the Ovechkin situation? You think they're going to sign him though? Yeah, I I couldn't see. Uh, I couldn't see Ovi retiring. Like, I couldn't see him going anywhere else and finishing his career not in a Caps uniform. I just I just can't see that happening. Yeah, neither can I. I've, uh, I've, I mean, I've seen, like, rumors and stuff that he was talking about maybe going back to Russia and stuff like that, but I don't see that happening. I'm sure he'll play as long as he can in Washington. I'm sure he wants to stay there. Um, another guy on the team I'm a little worried about we might lose is uh, TJ Oshie. Um I don't know if you saw that new uh, that new franchise in the NHL, Seattle Kraken. Yeah, the uh, Kraken baby. Yeah, or Kraken, Kraken. Um, so Kraken. Yeah, man, like when the the Las Vegas Knights came into the league, they had that portal or whatever where like you had to like claim they could claim whoever they wanted, and obviously the, there was NHL teams that could obviously like reserve players that they wanted to keep, but they were able to pick out of everything. And I'm worried that TJ Oshie might consider going there because he's from the Washington, like, Seattle area. So, that would be very disappointing to see if the Capitals lost TJ Oshie. I don't want that to happen. He's my favorite player on the team. But, man, I hope that doesn't happen. Another player I'm worried about, too, is uh, Kuznetsov. Um, 
I feel like a lot of Capitals fans are a little upset with the way he played in the playoffs. He really didn't do much. Um, I don't think it's working, man. I can see them getting rid of him. What do you think about that? Well, he didn't play the first two games of the series. Yeah. Because of the COVID stuff. Yeah, the COVID, but, COVID crap. But, I mean, yeah, even when he came back for the last three, it was, it was like an irrelevant force on the ice. I mean, and going back to what you said about Oshi with the expansion draft and everything, I don't know the exact number, but yeah, like each team gets to like hold, like they just like pick players that like that team can't take, but then the team, whatever you don't hold has a free range of what they can take out of you, like out of your roster. And that's why the the Knights go through an expansion draft and play in the Stanley Cup their first year in existence. Right. That's what I was going to say, man. They pretty much can just put together an all-star team. Pretty wild. But, um, but yeah, man, pretty disappointing with the Capitals. I feel like they, they literally haven't won a series since the Cup in, in 2018. This is three years in a row we've gotten knocked out. So, a little disappointing. I thought this year we might be able to go for a run. But, man, the Bruins proved that they're good, man. Um, they're, they're goalie. What's his name? Tuka Rask or whatever. Yeah, Tuka. Man, I was a little, I was a little upset when uh, he started. He took his helmet off and started punching one of our guys in the head uh, by his goal. I was so mad about that, but man, he had a great, he had a great series. So. Well, the Capitals have had prices on their heads oh, since the uh, since the whole incident in New York. Oh right, dude! I think my favorite part of that series was literally just watching some of the Capitals players, like Tom Wilson, knock the uh, the Bruins guys over the boards into their bench. That was yeah. pretty awesome. But I love seeing Chara get to play against his old team. I think that was great, and the moment he had with Bergeron after they knocked us out, bittersweet. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, he only signed a one year, I believe, with the Capitals. So I, I don't really think the Capitals are going to sign him again. I would, if, I would take him back. <laughs> yeah. You wait. You're saying you think you would take you take him back? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. he's old as dirt, but he's a good I wouldn't leader, be, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he just retired after this. Honestly. Yeah. I I, I agree with that too. I I could see that happening. He's going to be forty five this year. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, if you look at Tom Brady, obviously he's a pocket quarterback. As long as the line keeps him healthy, he can play. But playing a game like that on skates at 45 years old is pretty impressive. So, And he's going out there throwing hands. and uh, <laughs> He's still playing like he's 25. It's awesome. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, – I don't know what they're going to do with Chara. Well, that's going to be interesting to see. But, man, yeah, I think that they are going to give Ovechkin a lot of money. Um, but, I mean, dude, honestly, I wouldn't be against them uh, trying to get, a, like, a new team kind of. Because I feel like this is the 2018 team. It's not working. Three years in a row have gotten knocked out in the first round. They should maybe consider moving on. But it's going to be hard to move on from Ovechkin, though. Yeah, I think they, I think they would choose to move on from someone else. Yeah. I think it's Kuznetsov, man. I really do. He, he had an awesome playoffs in 2018, but, man, he hasn't really done much since. So, And he's got to stay off those drugs, too. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you've heard about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, man, a lot, lot of uh, 
a lot of stuff needs to happen with the Caps, man. Even with their their coach, man, I I still don't get why they got rid of Barry Trotz. Uh, he went out to the Islanders. They actually, I think they won their series last night against the Penguins. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. They got a lot of stuff they got to improve, man. But I'm excited. that game. That game was kind of crazy. I was watching that game and uh, I looked at the scoreboard. It was two to two. I like walked away, came back, and it was three to two pens. Walked away again, came back, and it was four to three Islanders. I was like, what the hell is going on? Right. Yeah. I think it got up to five three by the end of the second, which, yeah, it was a wild period. Um, but yeah, man, capitals suck. It sucks. It's really, it's very disappointing. But moving on. Um, Another thing I, we wanted to talk about today was uh, Julio Jones. Uh, if you've heard anything in the news right now, Julio has basically requested a trade, pretty much said he's not coming back. Um, do you think that might have to, a little bit to do with them getting Kyle Pitts and he knows that he's not the focus of the offense anymore? I don't know, dude. I think he's just sick of losing. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you're definitely right on that. I mean, if you talk about a team that is a contender and a team that would be a good fit, where do you think you would – where would you like to see Julio go? And I know Ideally. You're say the Ravens. Ideally. <laughs> Put him in purple and black and let's freaking run this, dude. You know, honestly, dude, that's not even really a biased pick from you because a lot of people are saying the same thing, that Lamar needs a guy like Julio to not – you know, to keep uh, from defenses having eight guys in the box to stop their run. Um I mean, I know Julio's getting old, but, man, who's going to leave Julio Jones in one-on-one coverage down the field with no safety up top? I mean, I mean, dude, think no. about it. Think about it. We pull something like that off. Julio, Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman. You can't stop all of them. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I'm excited to see what this Rashad Bateman dude's going to do. But, dude, I was looking at ESPN, man, and, like, they showed what that whole – that offensive roster would be. And, like, Marquise Brown wasn't even in the top three. I was like, damn. Like, that's pretty crazy, man. I mean, if Lamar – weapons, you never know. But I did like the Sammy Watkins pickup. I know we talked about that last week, I think. But. We'd have to give up, like, if not draft capital at least – We'd have to give up quite a bit to pull off Julio. I think they already said they want a first-round pick. Yeah. I think if we would have done it before we signed Sammy Watkins and before the draft, it would have been a different story. Like, when we got that second first-round pick, if we would have just, you know, shipped that over to Atlanta. Right. But, obviously, that didn't happen. Right. And – Honestly, from like a Steelers a fan perspective, I want him to go to the NFC. I would not want him to be in the AFC, especially for a contender like you guys. Or Yeah, imagine if you had to guard Julio twice a year. Yeah, and that's like the Steelers' weakest thing right now is that corner. So, I don't even know, man. Um, but the Falcons, the Falcons also said that they don't want him to stay in the NFC. Right. I keep uh-huh. seeing Pats. I keep seeing Titans. If Julio goes to the Titans, I'm not going to be an NFL fan. <laughs> I was going to be honest with you, Will. That was the team I was going to say, man. It makes a lot of sense. They got Ryan Tannehill where he's getting a little bit older, but I think he's in his prime right now. He's playing great football the past two years. Got a guy like A.J. Brown. They're losing Corey Davis, so they're going to get another receiver. And then having Derrick Henry, man, I just think that would be unreal. 
I know I know AJ Brown has been recruiting the crap out of him too on Instagram, which has been kind of a couple funny videos looking at that. But yeah, man, I can really see him playing in Tennessee, maybe. Out of everybody on the Ravens that has been like saying stuff about him, Marlon Humphrey is the one recruiting Julio to Baltimore. That's funny. I saw a tweet uh yesterday and it was like Falcon to Raven, be a bird forever and come join the squad. <laughs> That's funny, man. I mean, as long as he doesn't go to you guys or Cleveland, I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, Please, yeah, I don't see why he off. Go to Cleveland though. They already have so many weapons, man. But, Juice, uh, OBJ, and Julio. Sheesh. Yeah, and then having Jarvis Landry in the slot. Uh, that's an actually ridiculous. Where's the Browns we want to, man? Oh my god. But um. Yeah, man, Julio, I, yeah, I think the Titans would be a good fit. Honestly, man, I think the Colts might be a good fit for him, too. I think that would not – that wouldn't be terrible. I know uh, Carson Wentz is going to need some more weapons to, uh, other than uh, T.Y. Hilton. So, that could be something. I mean, who's, who's, not, who's a team from the NFC, like, you think would need him the most? Arizona. Yeah. Really? You think Arizona – D hop and they, they got, I don't they got I don't think too. I don't think they need him. But dude, can you imagine that duo? Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins on the same team. Well, D hop was the D hop was the first one to come out and say something about it. He tweeted that picture of them that they're for like at the Pro Bowl together, and he was like, "Remember what we talked about?" Wow. So. But I don't think Atlanta would do that just so they don't have to, like, compete against them. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I feel like a little bit there, just from the respect that Julio has brought, he's taken them to a Super Bowl and stuff like that. They'll probably let him have a lot of say in it. But I do think that they're probably going to ship him off to the AFC so they don't have to see him, um, unless it's the Super Bowl. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I feel like it's going to be a team that, like, no one's talking about. I know one team that he said he's definitely not going to is the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. That, was that like... phone call, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, so God. you, so you're not going to play in Atlanta anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about Dallas? No, yeah. man, I'm trying to win. <laughs> yeah, straight up, he's just trying to win, dude. I mean, dude, of all receivers that you know in the in the league, Julio deserves a ring, man. So. It'd be cool to see him get one. Hopefully, it's not in uh, black and purple or freaking New England colors, but, you know. The, the the Patriots are not going anywhere near Super Bowl for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, man, they're getting a lot of their guys back from COVID. I know they just lost one of the McCourty brothers um, to somebody. I, th- I don't even know if it was Devin or Jason or, yeah. I imagine it was Jason because Devin's the better one. Got you. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm hoping that Holy is going to go somewhere good. But anyways, uh, we also wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, the new rule with the jersey numbers. Um, man, what do you think about that? And if you want to explain it a little bit more, because you probably might be able to explain it better than I can. But what do well, you? Well, they think? came out. They came out with like, I think players started it. They were like, we want to wear single-digit numbers, like, whatever number we want, pretty much. And they, like, 
the NFL allowed it. They laxed all the rules on what number like each player can wear. So like wide receivers, running backs, and defensive backs and linebackers can wear pretty much any number they want, single digits, and then like their normal numbers, obviously. What's but been? Or yeah, keep going. It has been like a barrage of people around the league are just switching up their numbers. I mean, every, as soon as that rule came out, everybody was like trying to jump on the train of like, what, like, give me a new number. Yeah. And you see, I've been seeing a lot of guys that just got drafted or picking those numbers too. Like you got JC Horn from South Carolina. has got He's going to wear eight for Kobe. Yeah. And, and uh, Carolina, which was pretty cool, man. The one I really liked was uh, Patrick Peterson changing his number to seven. Um, with the Vikings, I like that one. Um, yeah, most of them are going back to what they wore in college. Yeah. If Which they is can. pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird, though, because from, like, a quarterback standpoint, if you're seeing a linebacker wearing number eight, you're like, wait a minute. This is Patrick Queen me off trying to figure out my reads. Not Patrick Queen and LJ Fort changed their numbers. Yeah, did LJ Fort change it to three? Yeah, and Patrick Queen is six. Wow. The three six mafia. That's actually kind of cool. I don't think I've heard of any Steelers players change their number. I don't think and so. Hollywood changed to five. Oh yeah, I did see that. That's pretty cool. That's what he wore at Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it though because like you got to have some respect for the number five in Baltimore. <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Cool, right. baby. Fair enough, he got you guys a Super Bowl, but, man, I'm not even going to talk about Joe Flacco. <laughs> trying to think uh, of some of the other notable ones. Darius Slay's wearing two, I'm pretty sure, in Philly. Yeah. Uh, Buda yeah, Baker uh, is going to yeah, wear Buda three. Baker. Right. Yeah, Buda Baker's wearing three. That's That was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, dude, I love the Patrick Peterson one. Number seven is going to look so good. Um, yeah, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders got number one in uh, for the Bills. Um, yeah. Mark Ingram's going to wear two in Houston. That's pretty cool. Um, trying to see. He's never worn two in his life, so I don't know why that was. <laughs> I mean, at this point in his career, I don't even think he cares. Yeah, he's going to be a backup anyway again. It's, it's going to be weird seeing a tight end wear number eight, though, with Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah, and Chase Edmonds changed his number to two. And then, yeah, Sterling Shepard changed his number to three with the Giants. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know what made them, like, come out and be like, hey, yeah, we're done wearing normal numbers. Yeah, I don't know why this changed. I mean, I know it's been a talk in the past why, like, you're allowed to do it in college but not in the NFL, but – I kind of don't like it. Like, I kind of do, but I don't. I feel like it's just so different, man. Yeah, I I have, like, been saying that I'm not a huge fan of it when I've talked about it to other people. Um, am I probably going to buy a Patrick Queen number six jersey? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, Eddie Jackson changes number to four. You got a strong safety out there wearing number four, man. I don't know. That's yeah, see, like, hard. everything's going to look so different. Like, I'm not going to know what the heck's going on. Yeah. I think the tight end is weird. I feel like you always got to wear, like, an 80 number or, like, a 40 number. That's well, the tight end we just drafted is wearing 38. Is wearing 38? Yeah. 
Dude, that's so weird. I kind of like the receivers wearing a low number. I'm cool with that, but like, I don't know about a middle linebacker wearing number six, like, or number three or whatever. Man, that's just I don't know. It's interesting. I I'm, I know that's exactly why Tom Brady didn't like it though. It's literally because it's going to be so confusing on the field this year, of like <laughs> knowing which position each guy is. Six is the mic. Six is the mic. <laughs> oh my god but yeah that's the new nfl number change uh let us know what y'all think about it but we also wanted to talk a little bit about uh tim tebow a lot of people are giving him a lot of criti- uh, criticism in the media right now because they think that there's guys that have been working their butt off the past five six years trying to get in the league and he's taking up a roster spot uh what do you think about that will trevor lawrence isn't giving him any criticism he's all in yeah, have you? Has Trevor Lawrence talked about it to the media at all? Yeah, do you know what he, he said? said? He can't. He said he can't wait to play with a guy like that. He said Tebow's in great shape. He's going to be like a standout player on this team. Wow. I mean, man, if Prove the Jaguars it. know something the world doesn't know, that'd be pretty cool. But I, yeah, we uh, we were talking a little bit earlier how we saw uh, ESPN just reported that the the Jaguars might try to use him as like a Taysom Hill kind of quarterback too, not just a tight end. So. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to watch. I would love to see it work out because, you know, the last time we saw Tebow actually do something, he ended my season, uh, my team's season that one year when we were younger. But, oh, my God, man. It would be cool to see Tim Tebow do something. Uh, I mean, what do you think? You think this is an absolute joke or you think that actually he could do something? Uh, well, I mean, before Tebow, like, hung it up and tried to go play baseball, uh, people said that, like, if he just played tight end because he's huge. Yeah. If he played tight end or, like, played a different position on the field, he would have had, like, a successful career. So, prove it. Right. He's, I mean, he's, like, he's like 6'3", 6'4", probably weighs, like, 240, 250. So. And he's 33. He's 33. He's, like, getting up there. But he's not, not too old to play. Right. I mean, dude, he's in good shape. Who cares how old he is? I mean – it's, that's definitely going to be interesting to see, man. I'm honestly just excited to see what the Jaguars are going to do all together this year. I wouldn't expect a playoff berth, maybe, but I mean, yeah. What, what do you think about the Jaguars this year? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that I expect them to go to the playoffs, but they have a decent defense. They have Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be the next generational quarterback in the NFL. It sucks that he's going to be a Jaguar, but. Yeah, I'm just excited to see him. Like, I feel like I've, everything that we've seen with his career at Clemson and even in high school, the man never lost. So, like, it's going to be kind of interesting to see him with adversity because he's never really had it before in, in his career playing football. So, I'm excited to see that for sure. They said that about Joe Burrow, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and obviously, Joe Burrow didn't have the year he wanted to. He was um, in for a rude awakening. If you could pick one guy you're excited – and not, it can't be on the Ravens or the Steelers. Who's a guy that you're, like, excited to watch this season? Either coming back from injury or if he's a rookie, about to make his debut in the NFL. What do you think? Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa? That's so funny that that's exactly who I thought you were going to say. But why? <laughs> because, dude, the way he went out of last season and because he ruined my uh, NFL honors predictions that we made last year. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, those were so funny, man. <laughs> An absolute joke. We got to do that again. But yeah, man. Uh, dude, but yeah, I but mean, yeah. honestly, somebody that I'm excited for this year. Ah, oh, man. Honestly, dude, if Julio goes to a team that's going to be good, I'm kind of excited to watch him this year. I think that's going to be cool, but. Dude, I, I promise you on everything. If he plays for the Tennessee Titans, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to be too fond of it either, but, I mean, it would be kind of cool to see that. Yeah, if you guys think you're going to make it through the playoffs. Oh, I don't think anything. You better hope that. that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, we'll AFC North soon. But, yeah, man. So, yeah, Tim Tebow on the Jaguars. Uh, I'm excited to see what him and uh, Trevor Lawrence are going to do this year. But uh, to wrap up the episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs right now. Um, the, we can talk a little about La- Lakers-Suns are uh, 1-1 right now. It's probably going to be the best series. Uh, what do you think, Will? If the Lakers win this series, the NBA is rigged. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. Pretty much. I mean, what do you just think about these matchups, though? Just because they're poster boy LeBron. Yeah, I'm in the playoffs LeBron, again, man. I was hoping so much that the Warriors were going to beat the Lakers in that playing playing game or whatever, and they wouldn't have made the playoffs. But sadly, it didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, what do you think about the series so far? I know the Suns took Game One and the Lakers took Game Two. Yeah, and they play again tonight at 10 o'clock, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's been – it's just been like an up up and down kind of thing for both teams. Like, I don't I don't know where to – where to even start with figuring out how the rest of the series is going to go because, like, if the Suns could have put them down 2-0, I would say that the Suns are just going to take it in five or six. But now it's 1-1. And I mean, it's. I think it's going to come down to tonight and the next game, and then if it's two-two, it, I don't. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, I think that series is probably going to go to either six or seven. Honestly, I really. Yeah, I would not be surprised Paul, at all if they went the distance. Right. Yeah, and I know Chris Paul got injured, but he's still been playing. He played game two. Um, so yeah, that'll be an interesting series to keep an eye on too. Even the the Nuggets. Are tied one to one right now. They play tonight as well. Um, Same time, baby. Yeah, going up against Jokic. Uh, that's a good series. But yeah, I mean, who does even the the Nuggets even have a point guard if Jamal Murray's out for the season? I don't even. Know. Oh my gosh, I forgot his. Name. I watched that whole game the other night too, and I forgot his name. Hmm. It's it. I was a guy I'd never heard of before. Got you, but yeah. I mean, you also got a good series with uh, Trey Young and the Hawks and uh, Julius Randle and the Knicks, one-one. It's kind of even crazy to see both of these teams even in the playoffs. So I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe the Knicks are in, man. It's so weird. I feel like they haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. But uh, honestly, another series that it's been actually very, very interesting is the Mavericks Clippers, man. No one really expected them to win this series. I mean, it's 2-0. It's not over yet. But can you imagine a 22-year-old Luka Doncic sweeping Kawhi and the Clippers in the first round? I just – I could not imagine that. It's magic, baby. Not just any magic. It's Luka magic. 
Luca Magic, man. He is unreal, man. It's just crazy, dude. Honestly, when he came in the league, I didn't really know what to expect. I know that we heard about this unbelievable guy overseas coming over. He's our age. I wanted to see him do well, man, but I did not think he was going to do this well. He's been playing professional basketball since he was like 15. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. I mean, but you're still not playing it with the same uh, skill no. level as the NBA. No. Yeah. He was playing in uh, Spain for Real Madrid. I realized that he was 6'7". Really? I thought, dude, I don't know why. I thought he was like 6'2", 6'3", for some reason. But, yeah, man. Well, I I mean, dude, it's so deceiving, like, looking at them on a basketball court because, like, everybody's, like, 6'9". Yeah. You look at guys like like Rondo that are, like, 6'2", and they look like little kids out there compared to some of these guys. I was going to say, like, Steph Curry's three inches taller than me. Yeah. And he looks like he's five foot seven out there. Yeah, it's it's wild. But um, yeah, man, we got some good basketball. I know the the Wizards are definitely gonna get sweeped. That was such a disappointing game to watch. No hope. <laughs> and even the Nets and the Celtics, dude, that thing has been a blowout. But you think the Nets are gonna go all the way? Yeah, unfortunately, dude, it's just so wild. Just how just these super teams, man. I don't get it. I feel like it should be legal. Like, how how can you have Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James on the same team, and then having guys like Blake Griffin too on the coming off the bench? Like, to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it hasn't been fair since it happened. So, who do you think's coming out of the West, though? The West. The West is, like, the biggest toss-up right now, which, I mean, it always is. It's always far more competitive than the East. Yeah. But I – you can make a case for Phoenix. You can make a case for L.A. if they beat Phoenix just because LeBron James. I hate – if that happens, I'm like, the NBA is rigged. Yeah, exactly. I personally think it is rigged. It's ridiculous. But, man, it's – I I can't believe the Suns have really turned it around, man. I remember last year in the bubble when they were playing those playing games, trying to get in the playoffs. They were playing great. But, like, man, I would not have expected expected them to get the two seed the following year in a shorter offseason than it usually was. In the bubble, it was D-Book versus the world. It really was, dude. It was so awesome. I mean, dude, he's he's been playing his butt off all year, though. It's been really fun to watch him. Man, he's averaging 32.5 points a game in the series right now. So, man. Well, dude, did you see Dame uh, put up 32 in the first half against the Nuggets in game two? Yeah, dude. Still lost. Still the most but. underrated player in the NBA and always will be. I, it's so disappointing that Dame is really hasn't gotten the you know the recognition that he deserves over the past. Well, it's because Portland is such a small market for basketball. Yeah, he's growing it though, man. I think that's his goal. I mean, he. I'm I mean, sure he could have left a, a few times to go somewhere else, but he stayed. Yeah, and but he's been like trying to bring people there. Like he got Mellow there, which obviously is going to bring attention. He got Norman Powell there now. Dude, it's so, wild, man. Damian Lillard is averaging 38 points a game in this series, and you got Jokic with 36 and 12 rebounds. Yeah, Jokic had like 40 points in game two. So crazy, dude. Dame had 42. 
Dude, he just looks like a typical average, like, office cubicle guy, and he's dropping 38 points a game. Uh, Joe Shrek with a basketball in his hands. <laughs> Literally, man. But, uh, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add about the NBA? Uh, it's Dame time. It is Dame let's time. Do it. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I love that. Uh, but, yeah, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Adam Vinatieri. Uh, he retired yesterday on the Pat McAfee show at the ripe age of 48. Yeah. He's the all time leader in points, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, man, I loved Adam Vinatieri. I always love watching him over the years. Uh, sucked that he was a Patriot, but you know, it was, he had a great career. So shout out to him. Um, I swear there was somebody else to shout out, but I totally forget. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys for listening to the Metro Podcast today. Uh, We'll be at you guys next week. Yes, sir.